You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is episode number 977 in our podcast stream. With the power of two, Spinnaker Investment Group is climbing to new heights, delivering the highest level of comprehensive wealth management services for its clients. CEO Morgan Christen leads the investment committee in building customized solutions, while President Joe Stapleton helps businesses and individuals with customized investment management solutions. I've asked them to join us today to talk more about their firm, along with management and investment topics. But before we get there, if you wouldn't mind, if you're a podcast listener of our show, we love reviews. If you'd take a minute and write a review of the show, it's a great way to help others find the program. Since we started broadcasting here on octalkradio.net in 2009, we've reached over several hundred thousand listeners with our podcast and live stream. All right, gentlemen, let's start by... Take us back to when the two of you kind of came together and developed this, the roles that you have. So um, maybe uh, we can start with you, Morgan, since you're the CEO. It feels like we should positionally let you speak first. You okay with that, Joe? Sure it is. Okay, yeah. as the president. Uh-huh. So take us back to when the two of you came together. Oh, absolutely. So Joe and I had worked together for about eight, nine years at a prior firm. And Joe was this young guy, networking guy. I was a uh, Chief investment officer ran. I was the wonder firm. how are you going to uh, qualify yourself? The adjectives you chose to use. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was the young guy. I was the right. Yeah, I ran the investment service. <laughs> Absolutely. So I ran all the in- the investments, uh, built the firm, and uh, you know Joe was out there. He was uh, a good networker, yes. and I was I did a good job, I believe, on the investment side. And so Joe and I last year got together and said, let's put something together here. Where. Uh, both of us can use our skills and, and, and build a firm. And so that's really the genesis of it, just sitting down. We started talking about it. it took about a, a year to develop, and uh, and here we are. Uh, we're eight, nine months into it about now, Joe. Mm-hmm. And how's yeah. it been for you, Joe? It's been phenomenal. I okay. mean, getting to create the culture of the firm, the direction of the firm, and really having a say in what you want to really create out of this and really create something that clients are really excited about and working with you. And mm-hmm. being with Morgan has been a dream. And, you know, when I joined the firm, our previous firm, nine years ago, it was really fun to – work with him closely and really be, you know, really allow him to be my mentor and really guide me in a direction and help me kind of set off on this path that we're at now. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, it sounds like you have a very defined role, Morgan, and Joe, you have a very defined role as far as what you, how you show up every yeah, day. No, sounds absolutely. like you're the front-end business development, you're the, the relationship strategy, management. back-end, making sure you deliver... Absolutely, and that was part of the reason that we thought it would work well, and it has worked well, and that's really defining those roles. A lot of people in our business, you know, they keep switching that hat. <laughs> they do this, they do that, right. and they don't do things, everything that well. So we really focus on the areas we do well, and uh, we just really push it out, and, and I think we do a really good job at it, but it is that divide and conquer, and uh, we bring in other people that specialize in other areas, and so, you know, we think we bring it all together, and it's a, it's a nice package. Well, and, and it seems to me to continue to be able to deliver for your clients, especially, I guess I'm going to look at you, Morgan, yet you really have to stay current with strategies because it's sort of sort of a shifting sands, isn't it? That, 
It is. I mean, uh, look with everything going on politically now. You, you have to be on top of that. You have to be on top of law changes. If you're managing a pension plan or you have an IRA, all these different areas uh, change. Then the investments change. Interest rates change. You know, sectors of the market change. Right. Uh, so absolutely, you have to stay on top of that. And then what I do is I can give that out to Joe and our other advisors so that when they're out there in the marketplace, they can discuss these current events with uh, the clients. Yeah, because it's, it's not only making sure your clients have the correct portfolio for the environment that is with them in the economics today, but it's also understanding how to kind of protect them from changes in the future, right? Because I, I think we might see over the next four years a slightly different type of uh, industries that are successful. And you mentioned interest rates. We haven't had to think about interest really interest rates other than being extremely low for as long as I can remember in business. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things that we can actually help a client control is their behavior to all of this, <laughs> their reactions to this. They see something on the news and how do they react? Uh, an election comes up. Do you want to get out? Do you want to get in? Absolutely. So things are changing, but we really have to make sure that we keep our clients' you know, goals aligned with their portfolio and so that they don't get out of whack also. So, uh, Joe, as the yeah. president in the uh, tease, I said you're building customized investment solutions for individuals and businesses. So Absolutely. can you give us a sense here on Critical Mass Radio Show for what does that mean to a prospect or to a new client? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're a family-owned local wealth management firm, and really our goal is to, you know, really aiming to help clients achieve their financial goals. And ultimately, that's to create a safe, secure financial future for themselves and their family. And we do that through a team of experts that we work with. We really want to take our social capital and really allow clients to have access to that. And some of the expert advisors we have on our team are, you know, whether it's financial planning, wealth planning, retirement planning, asset management, securities. I mean, all these things, questions that have, like, questions about. And clients really look to us to become their life, like, chief financial officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, clients call us for everything. Right? Buy a car, lease a car, buy a home, rent a home. Like, what, what questions do they have? What security should I be invested in? Should I have some bonds? What does this look like? And really having somebody Morgan on the team that we can go to and really utilize from the financial planning side and then really putting that together with kind of what we know as far as like client emotions and, and relationships and trust, that's really what we're gearing towards. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know at different at different stages of your life you have slightly modified investment plans, right? Because your time horizon, retirements, blah blah. Mm-hmm. But also, are your clients business owners? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they employees? Yeah. Who, who, what time? All of the above, maybe. Yeah, no, all of the above. <laughs> okay. I mean, certainly, you sit there. You sit there with clients and doctors. It could be, yeah, it could be physicians. It could be attorneys. We work with a lot of attorneys. They're really okay. busy billing hours, right, right? So at the end of the day, they want to retire tomorrow. So it's really our objective to really help them realize those financial goals quickly. Um, and they're good at outsourcing. Every day they do, they're doing something. If it doesn't make sense for their practice, they're outsourcing. And doctors the same way. Small business owners, families, generational wealth. We've been working with a lot of children that are inheriting mm. money as well. Okay, um, that's a big thing because they come into. I mean, obviously, a divorce is a, a common thing around here nowadays. So we work with a lot of uh, situations where we'll pick up one of the spouses who the other one had the relationship with the advisor. Mm. So we work with a lot of family law attorneys as well. So Morgan, uh, I, and maybe Joe, you you face into it as well. But I'm always interested when I'm talking to entrepreneurs whose business is reflected in the media. And the Dow just hit 20,000. So I would think that people would think, well, I should be a... Yeah. Now they want to buy. Woo-hoo, baby, I ought to be... My net worth ought to go up. And uh, do you have me in my... I mean, how do you... You talked earlier, Morgan, about managing their emotion. I mean, this people's money, they, many times they have an interesting relationship with that and the dynamic in the family. So my original question was, how do you deal with people when things are hot like right now and it feels like 
you know, what, what do you do to give them perspective? Morgan? Yeah, I mean, this is a classic time right now where we're, we had a decent year last year, and this is when you get them back in line with their portfolio. Make sure that they're not overly allocated in certain risk sectors that they weren't at the beginning of last year. So it's bringing that back in line. Joe and I have a call tonight, in fact, um, and, and we sometimes we have clients that, you know, all of a sudden – you, you have to talk them down a bit because now they really want to get in and you say, okay, let's slow down. Let's let's look at everything. Let's review it and let's see because it's all based on the goal. What's changed? You're in retirement. Here's the income needs you need. Here's how we're getting here. Nothing's really changed on that path. So let's not dramatically change your portfolio uh, just because of what's going on out there. Yeah, I'm not an investment expert in any way. Um, so my question to you is really coming from being naive. But my sense is, if you're moving in and out of positions, that can really be a challenge to building long-term wealth. It's a detriment. That's absolutely right. A lot of people, most investors on their own will not do well because they are going in, they're going out. They're looking at that uh, return from last year and they're saying, hey, that looks really nice. They go into that fund. Well, that fund happens to not do so well this year. And that in and out, in and out is absolutely bad on their long-term wealth. I mean, also, when you're looking at a 401k portfolio, we have clients that go through there and say, what's the last 10-year return done? They're always chasing the winners from the right, past. That right. has no indication of what the future is going to look like for those portfolios. So small cap did really well last year. I want to be in small cap in 2017. Well, who knows, right? Yeah, so but that's the really industry kind of put you guys in a difficult position because if I understand it correctly, a lot of mutual funds and, and other investment vehicles really tout their five and ten oh, yeah. year. And so they're sort of five marketing star, that. Star, yeah, yeah, they're marketing that. So you're getting people who are coming with an article or an ad and – you sort of have to. That's right, and that's that's what's uh, why a lot of our clients like to work with us. We're independent. All of our accounts are held at Schwab, you know, so we're an independent voice. So we don't have anything that we have to sell. So you can go through that, and you can explain why this one was a five star last year, and generally those five stars go back down to about a three star the next year. What is the star rating? What does that really mean? You know, it was because a certain sector did well. Yeah, can't say that that manager actually did well. I mean, was it luck or was it skill? Was it luck or was it skill? Exactly. <laughs> and going underneath the covers to be able to help people to understand that's a critical part, I'm sure, of what Taking you both do. Taking the emotions do. out of investing. Right. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a very short commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back with Joe and with Morgan, we're going to continue the conversation about investing and also, you know, kind of what they do for their clients. And also, I'd like to talk about maybe life insurance, group benefits, executive compensation, just kind of... The other things that you do for your clients. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. I'm on the observation deck of the Empire State Building to demonstrate how much material waste management recycles. As North America's largest residential recycler, last year alone, waste management recycled 12.9 million tons. How much is that? Let's do the math. Carry the six. It's enough to fill this building more than 27 times. With experience like that, we're bound to have a program that can help your business recycle. Talk to Waste Management or visit thinkgreen.com. 
And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. I'm a little bit of a frog in my throat today. Sorry about that. Hope you don't mind. A great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. At the bottom of any page, at the bottom of any page, there is a join our mailing list box. Simply type your email address in there, hit subscribe, and like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about great guests like Morgan and Joseph, as well as the other guests and insights uh, that I might put in there occasionally. Anyway, let's get back to the interview. One of the things we were talking about um, off mic was the law of unintended consequences. And I've been giving a talk for a number of years, and I'm in the process of finalizing a book called Killing Cats Leads the Rats, The Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions. And so I just wanted to put it out on the table. Do you guys have an experience where, you know, you thought you had a plan, and we're going to go down this road, and then life gave you a set of outcomes that were different than what you had expected? Yeah, I know. I, I love that title, by the way. Thank Killing, you. <laughs> Killing Cats, Getting Rats. It, it's one of those situations where when I first sat down with Morgan back in 2008 when I joined the, the p- previous firm with him, um, it was funny because my objective was to get out and find new clients and prospects and really build some key relationships in the community that I live in. Um, and the idea was to go join the Chamber of Commerce. So I did. I walked into the Newport Beach Chamber of Commerce and said, okay, well, I'm going to pick up one or two clients here, and then I'll be on my way and try to build relationships, try to get some more clients, and try to get more active in the community. What ended up happening was it took me to this platform, to the stratosphere, where I knew maybe 15 people in the community when I joined the chamber back in 2008 and really started in my private practice that we're in now. And it's incredible to see where that's led to, whether it's local politics, the community involvement, the nonprofits that I'm involved in. It's like once you get involved in something like that, you touch so many different people. So to your point, it's you get on the chamber, I got on the board, I became the youngest chairman in the board history at 29, and then it's just the stratosphere. Now mm-hmm. I serve as a harbor commissioner in the city, I'm on the board of the Pacific Club, and it's it's been really cool to see people, once you do a good job on one board, they want to pull you on to different things. So now that I serve on 14 different organizations, it's been incredible. That was the unintended consequence, right? I wanted to pick right. up one or two clients and meet some good people, and it's turned into my entire practice. Right. And when Morgan and I d- decided to launch this new firm, it was, who do we know in this area? Who do we know are good attorneys? Who do we know going to help us office space? How do we get these phones done? We need a copier. I mean, all those relationships have been developed over the last 10 years because of the Chamber of Commerce and other organizations that were involved in. So can I sit on that question yeah, for course. a second? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If I understand correctly, you you fall in the millennial demographic. I do, yeah. Okay, so unfortunately or unfortunately, no, no, it's great. I love. Uh, no, I I think there's a teachable moment here, uh, and that's for other service providers who are millennials. Yeah. What advice would you give them? As you know, getting a leg up, getting started in business, building your personal professional yeah, brand, of course, because you're well known throughout Orange County in a very positive that. way. So obviously, you're getting results from what are you doing. But what yeah. would you share with them? The best advice I got was from a fortune cookie. Your reputation's everything. Don't take any risks with it. And I, and I lead that every day of my life. And your reputation, especially in this business when you're managing money, that's all you have. If you say you're going to do something, you better do it. Right. right? And that's what I've, that's been my thing on every board. If I'm going to sign up for something, I'm going to be the best person doing that. Mm-hmm. And my reputation in the city of Newport and Orange County, the community with my clients all around, wherever we go, it's that. They know they can lean on me. They can trust me. They can believe in me. And that to me, it's that reputation part. I think so many people want to do that, but when it comes down to actually putting that to work, they don't have the work ethic or the desire to actually do it and follow through with it. So, Morgan, when you see a millennial like Joe who's doing these things that he's talking about, how did that, you're in the industry longer than Joe has been, what does that say to you as a, as a more seasoned executive in this space? Yeah, I mean, that's watching people joining the chambers doing all that they get into it and as joe said nothing comes out of it he just spent the time to get into it to get involved in it and i don't think a lot of people want to put 
forth that effort. Uh, he puts in a lot of hours for that. Um, I have done networking in my time, and I say, you're doing it. You get out there. You uh, go and meet with all these folks. And, and, yeah, I mean, you really have to put your time in it, and you have to be involved. You can't. You have to join boards uh, and, and all of that because it, it isn't just showing up to a meeting. Yeah, it's not. You don't go once and come back with a no, pot full of leads. Huh? Exactly, and it's the critical mass. It's the networking takes five years. Oh my It's gosh. a five-year return on your investment. I mean, you join a private club, you join an organization, whatever it is. People want to go in there and get business immediately. <laughs> people don't care about you; they care about themselves. Right. They want to know that you care about them enough to put some time in, invest in it, and grow with them. Especially in the space you're in. I mean, I think 100%. you know people's parting with your money and trusting somebody else with yeah. your money. That's like a it's reputation. It's it is right. And trust. I, I, and I would think that the Great Recession might have made people even a little more skeptical they're skeptical absolutely and and those folks that try to join any of these boards or chambers and go right in there and attack and try to get business out of it they get shunned too i mean it really <laughs> takes time you can't do that i mean that's a good way to get booted blackballed yeah absolutely yeah. yeah orange county we're you know we're beaming this across the world right and then we have audience across north america but orange county is kind of known you know it is a Sixth largest county in the country, at three million plus people. But in some circles, it's a pretty small business community. Oh, you get behind isn't the orange it? curtain, and things are very intimate. Yeah, right. it's a very close group. Right. So let, uh, we have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and I'm I'm always fascinated about this relationship. Right. This, this is uh, having a solid relationship as partners is really a key determinant of long term viability of this enterprise. Well, some of your listeners might not know is Morgan got ordained and he actually married my wife and I last year. Come on. So yeah, yeah. we're married in Come business. <laughs> That's yeah. nice of you. I did. I did the whole ceremony and uh, that's absolutely right. I mean, we treat this truly like uh, it's a it's a family business. You know, I I Took care of the you know, I, the honor to to marry them and and um, well we sat down and we laid all this stuff out it was you know during trips and we sit there and we talk and we said here's how it goes here how here's how we see it here's how you see it here's how I see it and let's get some of these things out of the way now so that we don't have problems down the road here's our defined roles here's what I do one needs the other um, and so we've really gone through that process and, and laid it all out in our legal documents all that stuff we put it all out there and here's how we're doing this thing and so we spent a lot of time thinking through this um does that guarantee things i, I don't know but i i, I you know we think we've uh, covered a lot of topics and a lot of things that could in the future be potential problems we think we've outlined it quite well one of the things that i have noticed is sometimes um partners feel they shouldn't bring up topics and talk about them only to find out that the hard the longer the wait the harder it is to oh. The, yeah, the deeper, deeper yeah. you right. get on the The more you get kind of, the more energy behind it, you know. But, I mean, Rick, it's like you find out what your strengths are and yes. you go to those. You find out what your weaknesses are and you find a partner to fill that gap. Right. And when we go out to hire, like, advisors and bring people on the team and other partners eventually down the road, that's exactly what we're going to do. I found that I don't want to sit at the computer all day and watch the markets. Morgan loves doing that. He loves reading. He loves staying on top of that. And I love going out and building relationships. The right. good thing is Morgan can do both of those. Right. You know, so for me, it's it's the perfect partnership. It's the perfect marriage and business. And it truly can be that. And you're right. If if you don't talk about these things in the beginning, 10 years down the road, it becomes a much more difficult conversation. Right. And yeah. you talk about them with everybody but the person you should be talking with. Absolutely. I think the clients notice that, too. Oh, I mean, if they are if they need, yeah. uh, they want to go to an, an art event, they're calling Joe. <laughs> but if they want to understand the market, they have some questions, they have some concerns, they're calling me. Right. That's <laughs> so I get by. I know enough to be dangerous. Well, yeah. No. I, 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 hey, I, I think it's wonderful. Matter of fact, I've had... A lot of long-term successful partnerships, and one of the things that I and I we started this interview out that way. One of the things that I've learned from them is they've always respected what the other one brought to the relationship, and they always made sure that was their safe space. And they they yeah. didn't go into that because they either lost faith or thought they could do it better. They 
started with an idea of, and they stayed with it throughout the long term. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I I'm. I don't want to get involved in 14 boards. I'm just not jumping into space. I don't have the time. That's a lot. Kids, not for the wife, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. I'll so, stare at my, my, my computer yeah, and I all th- day. I think for your clients, it gives them comfort that you are building and growing the business, staying viable, and you're also taking care of the very important thing, which is managing their assets and their personal wealth. Right? Absolutely. So you're, you're giving them the best of both worlds here. No question. So if someone would like to learn about your firm, how do they find Spinnaker Investment Group? Online. One of the things we really pride ourselves on is all our marketing communication, right? So Morgan, every month, puts out a marketing piece. So if you go to um, spininvest, S-P-I-N-N, invest.com, um, you can go on there, sign up for our newsletter. You can learn about our philosophies, our culture, our community, what we do, um, and how we can help our uh, clients. Facebook, LinkedIn. We have an Instagram account. Morgan's a big Instagram guy. So we were out there, <laughs> we're out there tweeting on Instagram. Stuff. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Getting some followers. Nice. But yeah, spininvest2ends.com. Spininvest. Yeah. That's great. So, well, thanks for being a friend of the program. It's nice to meet you, Morgan. Joe, we go yeah, back a number of I'm years. I'm proud of you. 977 yeah, podcasts. Yeah, we're pushing to 1,000 podcasts. That's phenomenal. Yeah, thank you very much. Will you invite us back when you hit 10,000? Well, if I'm st- yes, sure, okay. absolutely, we will. <laughs> Ten thousand, yeah. 10,000. Yeah. I had to think for a second. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get uh, a few more. Continued success. Can't wait to have you back and Likewise. see what the next phase of what you're doing with your firm is. Thank you for your time today. Thank nice. you. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I want to thank Paul Roberts, who's our engineer, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern, who are our producers. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead. Visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.